So the last time we were able in here, we were talking about numerology or numbers and what they mean. And we were focusing on one number specifically. Seven. Seven is the number we're looking at. Exactly. Thank you, guys. And so throughout the Bible, when you see the number seven, the first thing that should come in your mind is what? What does seven represent, Bryson? Two more creation? No. What was that, Oliver? Completion. Completion is complete, is fulfilled. So when you talk about that, when you see the number seven in the Bible, think about the Lord has completed the work here. It is done. And we're going to get into more sevens, but this one we're going to start out here. And we see seven in the book of Genesis. So if you would, go ahead and go to Genesis 1. We're going to start at the beginning. Right here. All right, so let's we'll kind of go through and we'll just kind of look at this. So, um, starting in verse 1, in the beginning, God created the heaven and earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light, and that it was good. And God divided the light from darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And in the evening and the morning were the first day. So we already see there. So there's, there's, there's day one. What did God do? Yeah. So he, he did a couple of things. So the first one is he created heaven and the earth. We need to really understand this. Why don't you have your Bible open? Sit up and open up your Bible. Sit up, please. So we have this. What else happened here? What did God do here? We're talking day one. So we got created heaven and earth. What else did He do? We just read it. He created light. Yeah, darkness was already there at the beginning. So if you go back up to verse two, it says, "And earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep." Well, there, it was without it was without form and void. I'm not talking talking about the earth, the darkness. There's no, there was no darkness before that. So right, it was without form, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. So that's another part inside of there. But if you look at it, the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. That's a different area, wasn't uh, Genesis one? So we talk about that, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. So the earth wasn't with, it was without form and it was void, but there was moving waters through there. And then deep. So you think about water. You know, you got the surface and down to the bottom of it. That's the deep. That was the darkness. What was that? It was down in the bottom of the water because it was moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. So what else did God do here? So he saw the light. But what did he do with that light? The shepherd it from um, the night. Well, let's go specific. Let's see what the Bible says. What does it say in verse 4? He divided it. 
Yeah, so so there is a difference between night and, and darkness. So right now we're talking light and darkness. So you have the light, and the darkness is the opposite of light. So there's a separation there. So God divided that. And now we go through here. So this is where you're kind of getting through a little bit closer there, Elias. Um, so you kind of jumped ahead, but it said God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And in the evening and the morning were the first day. So this is where we get this. So this is um, one of those things. It starts with the evening, goes in the night, then it comes morning, and then it's the day. That's how the Jewish people observe a true day. It starts in the evening, moves into the night. We see it the other way. We start in the morning, move through the day, into evening, and then darkness, and then our night. So there's a little bit distinct difference. That's how we get right here. We see the order that God has set. So right now, technically, at sunset, that's when the new day begins. The sun to light is done, and you go through the night, and then the next day, or in the morning, you continue on. So that's how the Jewish people observe a day. So it doesn't start like us. Now, the, the Jewish people also recognize that the world does it like this. So we just have to be aware of it. So this was day one. You know, he moved the waters. He created light. He separated that light from darkness. And he established a day and night, evening and morning were the first day. And as we continue here in verse 6, it says, God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from, above, from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. And God called the firmament heaven, and the evening and morning were the second day. So we see right here we're talking about the firmament. So remember, if we go back up to verse 2, you know, God moved upon the face of the waters. We have plural right there. It's not just water, it's waters. So we have different types of waters. And now God's separating the waters. And he calls one of these, it's that separation. What do we call it here? What is that, what is that separation called? Firmament. Okay, let's go one step further. What is that firmament called? No, that's what it does. Go look down in the in exactly right there. So God was setting things in order. He was separating the water. How did He do that? He did it with a firmament. What do we call that firmament? Heaven. Exactly. So now we get the idea of where heaven is. So we have the water above and the water below, and in between it. Well, let's not get too far ahead of stuff, um, Oliver. Um, but right now, let's just focus on that. We have that separation. So on day two, God separated the waters. So you have the waters above and the waters below. And then in between that, it's heaven. So think about that. So we'll, here's that heaven space right here. So that was day two. So you got to see that God's God's got a design right here. He's going through this process. 
And in verse 9, it says, And God said, Let the waters under the heaven be gathered together unto one place, and let the dry land appear, and it was so. All right, so what do we have here? What do we have? The water's under heaven, so heaven's here. And so the water's under heaven, down below, and he's making dry land. What are you thinking? If heaven's here, what's right here? Terra firma. What are we standing on? The earth. Exactly, Elias. Good job. And we can see right here in verse 10, he even declares it, and God called the dry land earth. So you kind of see that we're seeing God's establishing an order here. There's heaven, and there was water that separated between those. And within the water below heaven, the earth was formed. So that's where we're at right now. And you can see that we see that it was called right here. And God said, let the earth bring forth grass and herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth, and it was so. And the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seed after his kind, and the tree yielding fruit whose seed was itself after his kind. And God saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the third day. So God was busy on the third day. He created the earth, dry land, but then he also brought forth grass and herbs um, yielding seeds and fruit trees yielding fruit. So we can see that order that he's got. He's setting here. He created grass. Then we go out there. Nick makes a fort money off mowing grass. You know, so we have that opportunity. There's herbs. So we know guys that farm. If you have a garden, I know I I tried to garden this year. I didn't do such a good job of trying. But you know, bringing herbs. I've I planted rosemary and thyme in the past. So there's herbs that are sitting right there, and then fruit trees yielding fruit. So we have sustenance right here, and we start seeing that there's a cycle. And these are trees and plants that give seed so they can continue to grow and go through that process. You know, and this is, again, the third day. So God's been busy here if you kind of go through and look at this. This is a cool one right here. So we've gone through day one, day two, and day three. We're moving on. And God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night and let the, and let them be signs and for season and for days and for in years. And let them be for lights in the firmament of the heaven and give light upon the earth. It was so. And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars. And God set them in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And in the evening and the morning were the fourth day. So the question comes up. What did, what did God create here on the fourth day? We just read it. Yes, Elias. No, that's the third day. So we must talk about that. Let's go through. He's working in. So we sit in here. He says the firmament of the heaven, and he divided the day and night, and let there be signs for seasons and days and years. What do you think about in the evening when you look up in the sky? What do you see? Like right now, I see a bunch of colorful things. Up in the sky, 
stars, the moon. Astrology. Well, you got to be careful here. God set these up. People interpreted those, and that's where you get that man-made religion of astrology. No, astronomy is the study of stars. Astrology is the interpretation that those signs mean something. So God's doing a couple things here. Let's, let's kind of look at that. So he says, let them be for signs. So like when you see, because you know the stars rotate because the earth's moving around, so there's a constant cycle going here. God has established this. And so we can see that there's signs. So like when we see the moon, the moon goes through a 28-day cycle. You guys ever thought about that? I thought it was 28. I don't know, Brianna, can you check what the moon cycle is? I think it's 28 days. Yes, they're not visible because the light of the sun is blocking them out. So they're not. So there's only a focus of the sun, which is a picture of Jesus Christ. You think of the sun, S-U-N, and you think of the sun, S-O-N. 29.5. The moon takes 27.3 days to orbit the earth, but the 20. lunar phase cycle from the new moon to the new moon is 29.5. All right, so 29.5. But again, there's a cycle, though. But there's a cycle. That's what I'm getting at. That's what I'm setting up. I'm, the number, give or take, because then you're dealing with a decimal point. Is it 29? Does it go to 30? If you follow the rules of rounding, it becomes 30. But then that throws everything else off. So it's a 29 and a half day. And the Jewish people set the calendar based off of that. It's based off a lunar calendar. And so we got through here. So we see the signs. We have the seasons. So like you see certain constellations. Again, that this is the world. They said, oh, that looks like Orion, you know, the hunter. Those three stars look like a bear. Yeah, so you got Major Ursa and Major... Or minor Ursa, the Big Bear, and the, or the Little Dipper, and the and Big Dipper. Yeah. So, is it the Dipper Earth? Is it the Dipper Justice? Oh, what? No, it's supposed to be like a fan or a Yeah. Hey, on Oliver, you're settled down. Yeah. So, I heard that, like, leaves, like, Someone goes through them and that makes oxygen. But how would there be oxygen in the fall? Because leaves fall off the trees in the fall. You gotta remember, remember, you gotta go back to what the Lord provided. And so if you look here on the day three, so we'll go back to that. He brought forth grass. Grass is a leaf. Grass will stay green all year round if it's warm enough. It won't go dormant. If there's enough moisture, it will stay green. Okay, so leaves are, or so grass or leaves, so they're producing oxygen. Then you have herbs. Yeah, and he provided trees. Not all trees drop their leaves. You forgot evergreen trees. Those needles are leaves. They don't drop cedars, cedar trees. They don't drop their, right there, so. Yeah, what, what, what I'm trying to do right here, guys, and we'll probably stop right here. We're trying to think bigger picture. Look at how God created everything. So God did create that. So that's how we get the oxygen continuously. 
And once he created it, yeah. you got to remember, he hadn't created animals yet that consume that oxygen. So as the plants were producing oxygen, it was storing it up so when God brings forth life, they will be able to take it. Think about that. There's a process. So a Douglas fir and a spruce, or a true fir, those are all evergreens, and they're at the top most, uh, they're at the top rated trees to give off the most amount of oxygen. So they're There's a reason. And they go all year round. Yep. Next would, next would be next would be birch and maples underneath all of them. So what what we're seeing here is there's a there's a process, guys, as we go through it, and it's set up orderly. It's done in steps. There's a process, and we're going to see God's perfection as He completes this design. We only hit three of them. We got into the fourth one, but that one got a little. We don't have enough time to go into it, so we'll stop there. So on day one, light. he created light and separated it from darkness. Day two, Waters. separated. He separated. So let's let's break it down a little bit more. He separated the waters and created what? Firmament. What is what? Firmament. Right. So you see that he made that separation. We call it the firmament, and the firmament's title is called heaven. And then from there, in day three, what did he do? He created the earth, and at, from where? Oh, no. Where did he create the earth from? Because he divided, he used the firmament, he used heaven, he separated two waters. Which one did he create the earth from? The waters. When there's two, it's been separated, so you have two different bodies. It's like you, you have twin sisters, one's Hadley, one's Riley. I do. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And they're separated. He did the deep, he did the water underneath the heaven. That's where I was going with that. So that tells us the order of how he's doing it. So he created the heaven with the water, underneath the heaven, and then he created the dry land for the earth. No, you don't have a headache. And then from there. He, he created the plants that are going to sustain the planet. So there's a process going here, and that's what you, know, you guys will start seeing um, as we go through this, as part of um, the seven, the number seven in completion. We're only partway into it. So we'll pick up next week, and we'll continue and look at the rest of the number seven and God's perfect design and how complete it truly is. Uh, I'm going to focus on seven because there's a lot that we need to focus on. I'd rather focus on complete. Thirteen. Oh, that's the number for Belgium. That's an evil number. So, but I want to focus on just the number seven, and there's many other things that we're going to talk about. Shh. So, with that being said, guys, let's go ahead. Um, we'll call it out. Um, Oliver, you want to pray us out, please?